Welcome back to the Retro Namapod. A retro, wait, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast. <laughs> oh, we're starting this season of love so well, as always. My name is Toby. I'm here to guide this train off the rails. And as always, my conductor with me, Rick. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. We're just, we're in a swan entering the tunnel of love. <laughs> uh, when you guys hear this, it'll be a couple days after Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, yeah. This is kind of our Valentine's spooktacular. Ugh. I just, oh, I will think of a better name for this year. Yeah, but I will. I'll still just could. Keep putting the spook. It is a life goal. Spook, spooktacular. That's what it is. Spooktacular. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Ooh, I bought some stuff this week. Before we get into our question of the week, uh, mm-hmm. nothing retro. I just like to brag about stuff that I have that I don't need that I've bought and did stuff with. But I bought a new computer monitor. Yeah. Ooh. New 144 Hertz. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. That's weird. Um, bought a new computer monitor. I bought a bunch of new RAM for the PC. So now I'm running 32 gigs of like nerd talk, but 3600 millihertz pro RAM. Some like good shit. I bought a new SSD. So now I have two terabytes and a little, well, a little more than two terabytes. Uh, which actually works out for the podcast because now the podcast is going to have its own dedicated 256 gig SSD. Ooh. Like, it's all the all the episodes will save to there. That is my internal place for the podcast. And then I'll have two terabytes for the computer. One that'll hold operating system and bullshit. And the other one's pretty much just a game drive. That one will stay That's the same. That's so wild. Not that long ago, one gig was like, oh, man, you got a one gig? Whoa! Yeah. Now we're like, eh, two tera blip, blippity blips. I can put six hard drives in my computer right now. Six. And I think, right, I think I can go buy a two terabyte internal, and I could have six of those, That's and I'd wild. fill them up. Well, I would download a torrent site and fill them up, but I could fill them up. God, that's a lot of 70s porn. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I like hair. Look at me. <laughs> well, you you're a 90s kid. I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm an 80s kid. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, people just threw up in their mouth. I was born 45 days before the end of the 80s. <laughs> So you, you made the cutoff, my friend. I was a month and a half old in 1990. God, uh, well. Made the cutoff. I grew, I, I, but I'm a 90s kid, 100%. Yeah, you're a 90s kid. Uh, and I get, yeah. I wish I could have lived through the height of the 80s. Like, I wish I could have been a teenager. Like, hitting, like, I wish I was hitting, like, seven in 1980. Because I'd have mm-hmm, grown up mm-hmm. in, like, the heart of the arcade stage. Video right. games coming out. It'd have been amazing. I think that was probably the best, like, half and half right there. But I mean, I, I had the 90s. So it's like, worked out pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I considering I'm not I was bragging. like, no, I am bragging. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hit me with this weird uh, question of the week. Look, yeah, weird question of the week uh, coming out of the Super Bowl or the Superb Owl, as I've seen around, which is super weird. Uh, what fictional characters make up your football team? Hmm. Way of it. There's too many players on a football team to be like, okay, now who's going to play nose tackle? Who's going to be the set? You know? Yeah. So we're like, we're like thinking backyard football team. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so who's your, who's your quarterback? Cause that's kind of your big one, right? They, this is tough. This is it's tough. <laughs> Ooh, who is my quarterback? I want to. I want to go. I want save quarterback. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. My offensive oh. defensive line first. Okay, that's how we're gonna start. And I'm taking the Monstars as my <laughs> O and D. Wow. And I'm talking like juiced up, roided Monstars, not like oh. the puny little wimpy yeah. aliens before they like. But they're like grabbing the football instead of the basketball. You know, it's like the it's a football version of Space Jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're getting like uh 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 uh. Tom Brady. Because yeah, I'm going to be able to name a, a, yeah. somebody off of. Oh, no. <laughs> Offensive line. Yeah. They're getting. They're getting <laughs> for any of you Colorado listeners, they're getting Mark Schlereth. <laughs> Mark, Chris Wolf. Isn't that somebody? I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Derek Wolf. <laughs> Just, but he doesn't play for us oh, anymore. Oh, well, fuck me in the face. Um, I'm actually wearing a Broncos. Yeah, you are. That's an old school today? looking. Oh, I didn't see the logo. Very nice. Um, Very nice. What about you? Let, let's start with you because I've got way too many names racing through my head for every position. Well, that's the thing. Like I started like going through and choosing like, okay, who's going to be my, my guys who are holding it down. Right. So I was like, Oh, the Hulk, he has to be the center. Cause it's the Hulk. And then like doomsday is going to be on that line. And it was all just monster beefcake guys who are like stronger. Than it's just like <laughs> Superman, it, you know, like yeah, you can play any Avengers. position. <laughs> Basically, Captain you America's know. your quarterback, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah. Tony Stark is your running back. You've got Black Widow's going to be your, one of your receivers because she's like super agile and gangster. Super, yeah. Uh, Thor, you could put anywhere. He's your kind of like. He's uh, like what, your. What do they got? Your, your fullback. Yeah, he, he he. Wherever you need him, utility. He can be there. If you need an extra block, yeah. There, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Utility player. Hmm. Yeah, Hawkeye would be another one. He he'd be actually be a better. I don't know. It's a tough call. He'd be a kick-ass quarterback, but he'd also be a pretty good little uh, receiver too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> comic book heroes seem overpowered. For but it's I mean, a, I guess a lot of look any team that the Hulk's on. Who do you put up against the Hulk? Who who? What team has the rival D line for the Hulk? That's where you go like Marvel versus DC, right? Because the only people who are going to be on that level is DC. So you'd put like Superman or Doomsday, somebody who's like could yeah, possibly. Okay. Can Superman fly? Well, yeah. Well, I, he's see, he's morale enough that he would be like, I will stay on the ground, but he's still quicker than shit. Yeah. But then you got like the Flash. Can he catch the Flash? Exactly. Well, you got Quicksilver that goes against the Flash. Well, some bitch. Yeah, there's a tip for tap for everybody that like yeah. So comic book 
heroes are out <laughs> and that's completely where my mind went that was where like i'm like oh yeah okay those guys are fictional so let's see bullseye from daredevil is going to be my quarterback because he has that pinpoint accuracy nightcrawler deadpool uh flash and quicksilver are the receivers what uh, does deadpool do he's super agile he's got those flip- i mean he can like yeah, yeah. take a hell of a beating oh he can take know. a hit <laughs> He he gets hit. He's your punt receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then just for my kicker, I threw in Gorgon, and he's part of the Inhumans. He basically looks like uh, his feet. He kind of looks like a jacked um, Seder or uh, uh, Mister Mister Tibbles from A Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, okay, a fawn. You Fun. know, the kind of okay. You know, that's what he looks like. So he can Damn, kick brought like some C.S. Lewis back in the house. Okay, what can I say well, a little bit of everything? But that's where my heart goes is right to comics. I'm like, oh, who can we choose? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't no. think Monstars is awesome. Yeah, my mind does not go straight to comics. See, that's, <laughs> I, that's I, just... Sometimes I wish it did. Uh, it does not. I'm trying to think outside of that, like. Yeah, I'm like drawing a blank on John John McClane. Would he be a good anything? No. I mean, if no. we're gonna pick like <laughs> if we're gonna pick the, the movie quarterbacks, you know, we like, talked about the replacements last week. I'm taking Keanu Reeves. Keanu. I forget what his fictional yeah. name is, but it's all good. He's got a lot uh, of heart. Let's see. What about the predator? Can we throw like an alien on there or do they have to be human ish? Of this, world. I mean, I chose the monsters. They're straight up aliens. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So, that's fair. <laughs> it's definitely not that's out fair. of the question by any means. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one because it's so it, like. It, yeah, it's you can't go like doctor outside the sphere that it would work. You know, they can't go abracadabra and then. Yeah, I mean, it's still got to be a game, but like <laughs> yeah. go into like your comic book heroes, like it's. It would just look like a battlefield. There'd just be like missiles and shit. The ball would have to be made out of like <laughs> adamantium or God. I know I butchered that adamantium. A- a- adamantium. Adamantium. Okay. Or vibranium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what Wolverine's got, uh, right? No, here's what you do. You you have like um, the rubber man or Mr. Fantastic be the ball because they're pliable. So they can kind of squish as they need to. So the ball doesn't get deflated is that weird maybe it is i don't know that's a you're talking about some deflate gauge shit <laughs> we don't need that in our lives anymore that's, the patriots era true. is over it, yeah it's it's hard to make up a team that because i'm i have to think of the other side you know like i could stack my offense but someone in theory could also stack their defense the problem with it is it's literally switchable like whatever you stack your offense with you could probably stack your defense with and they're going to be just as good it's going to be the backyard football where they're just going to play both sides not changing the subject a lot and almost bought one the other day but did you ever play those games the backyard sports games growing up Like, like like backyard baseball backyard football like the pc video games oh gosh uh maybe they had like the big heads and the little bodies they ran like this but it was all like anyways (laughs) i almost bought one the other day because it's like it's it's, it was a game that i played a ton 
like backyard baseball especially and it was cool because the games included like real life characters like you could get nomar garcia para in in backyard baseball famous dodger but like they were just amazing games and it was just like pick up sports games those are like some of the first computer games i ever played like short of oregon trail and carmen san diego and stuff number munchers anyways (laughs) (laughs) that sounded dirty like that sounded dirty (laughs) that gave us our explicit tag right there number yeah i I fucking did it (laughs) i did it all uh, right. As we travel down this yellow brick road, looks like uh, New Line Cinema just dis- is decided they're going to dig into that old well, and they're going to try or uh, they're going to do a remake of Wizard of Oz. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I like this. I, I don't think I like this. No, I don't. I don't think so. When was the like? I know we've gotten. Like shoot offs and stuff, but like, what have they ever done? Like a remake of The Wizard of Oz? Am I drawing a blank? Let's like, see. From they've the got, one with Judy Garland, they've, they've got The Wiz. Yeah, those, there's re, there's the sequel, Return to Return, Return to Oz, Oz. with uh, for, with Rosa Bulk, which is a night nightmare fevered dream thing. I don't know if I've ever um, seen that. Um. With Feruza Bulk, huh? and then there's like there's one with Zoe Deschanel called Tin Man, which is kind of a dystopian take on the Wizard of Oz that came yeah, but out it's not in the like early two thousands. This sounds like a remake of like the Judy yeah. Garland ones. Yeah, that's what this sounds like for sure. It, it's one thing and, doing a take on the story; it's another thing remaking one of the classic great movies. You know, it, it's it's like them re- remaking Casablanca and expecting it to be as good as, you know, what the black and white one was. It, it's just, I don't look. I'm I'm good with it as long as 15 years from now we see a guy hanging in the background set. Oh, <laughs> here's another fun fact about the original. You know, the scene where it starts to snow. Evidently, that was all asbestos. Hmm. Because, you know, 1930s, we don't know any better. Okay. If it can, you know, warm the house, it can, and it looks like snow, just shoot it on everybody. <laughs> uh, Yeah, California didn't know stuff caused cancer back then. So <laughs> it's wild, fine. It's wild. Uh, This is, this is weird. I don't, I, you know, I'm surprised or I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm not, I'm okay words i'm surprised it took this long with with how the movie industry's been doing the past few years like just pumping out shit that they've already done i'm surprised it took this long for us to get a remake of this they yeah they're just reaching it's like disney remaking the animated movies it's just like kind of a cash grab it's going to be updated it's probably going to have crazy cgi special effects in it which kind of takes away from the yeah and being on set and all that kind of stuff it just i it just feels like something that doesn't need to be why not remake some of the other books that are in that series remake we talked about this a couple weeks ago like go back to the movies that should have been good that the story itself was amazing (laughs) and remake that remake aragon like please Mm. 
Someone competent remake that movie. Like we're looking at you, never ending story. Make d- yeah. Make Dodgeball <laughs> 2. You know? Like not a made for TV yeah. version of it. I just rewatched Dodgeball Get- this past week. God, such a good movie. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Fuck, I yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I you know <sighs> it's it's just one of those things. Like Hollywood has to create ideas, and instead of tapping original IP to you know, put that and make it into a big budget thing and putting the time and effort and the care into it, making it a proper, you know, film like, oh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but just you could focus your, there's other fantastical stories out there that you can do. Yes. You know, At this point, you know. as long as they're not trying to do this to the Princess Bride, like, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, there's, that's where I'm going to draw my line. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's been talks. <sighs> Don't say <sighs> There's that. been talks. I've been in a mood to Carrie. fight, bro. We're going to, yeah. The problem is, I don't want to fight you. Like, you probably put up a good one. But I'll do it. <laughs> don't, don't talk do about it. them like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, do I don't it. know. I don't like this. Uh, there's not been a lot that's came out lately that has really kind of put me off. But I will say that. The thought of them just remaking this movie is not great. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. I don't know how much I like that. The thing is, I'll still go see it, though. That's the thing is that, like, yeah. even though I'm kind of like, why? I'm also like, I want to see it. I want to see what they do. You know, it'll be like Mary Poppins. And then you go see, you know, the newer one, Mary Poppins Returns. And you're like, okay, it's fine. It's She's serviceable. still got a bag with a bunch of shit in it. The original so much better, and that's you know. Luckily for us, we'll still have the original, despite whatever that Hollywood turns out. We'll still have the OG. That doesn't change. It's things like this that makes me glad that you're the moviegoer, and not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even. I can't even. I can't lie. Yeah. He's like, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like Rick. How was that movie? <laughs> and I'll just go. It was serviceable. As a remake of that classic <laughs> film. <laughs> Ugh. Exactly what I expect to hear. Yep. Uh hey, do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, that's that like super nerdy fantasy game, right? Yeah. It's got Fuck dragons. Yes, and... I do. <laughs> Love that fucking Hey. <laughs> do you like do do you are you aware of and do you like the Phantom of the Opera? Aware? Yes. <laughs> Do I like it? I'm not going to bed at night thinking about it, but I mean, it's serviceable. <laughs> That's all I think about when I go to sleep. What's yeah, under you're... that mask? Mm. Is he scarred? What's... That podcast serial killer question was last week. I've got new answers. Oh, <laughs> I don't think we answered that one properly at no, all. No, because it's a work in progress, apparently. You scary son of oh. bitch. <laughs> well, good news for you, my friend. Dungeons and Dragons. There is a one shot coming out that feat that is made for Dungeons and Dragons that is in the realm of Phantom of the Opera. And it's kind of exciting if you like that. Right? Yeah. Maybe? It's I mean, 
I'm just curious on like how how they're gonna do it. Oh, it's part of the Waterdeep universe. Yeah. Is it? The, the, my thing is like, is it gonna be a narrative heavy like murder mystery? Assumably, for me, I think it's cool. I think it's I think it's a cool thing to do. But I'm trying to kill some fucking goblins and shit. You know, <laughs> right, right. I guess, I guess, if you're more for the let me run in there and hit things kind of thing, and less about the role play. It, I mean, it depends because this is very role play heavy. I can imagine where you're. Yeah. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go talk to this person and the the, the prima donna and the and the, the theater owner and oh, what's this miss? You know, it sounds it, cool in concept. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would be a great playthrough. The biggest issue I think it would have is finding a DM that would do it justice. You know, yeah. it, it seems like a tough, a tough pull, especially for like someone like me, who's not really familiar with, with Phantom of the Opera. If I mm-hmm. were to go into it semi blind, which is what I would be doing now, I think it would be a tough thing to pull off. Yeah. You know, but if you have someone that's knowledgeable about about the Phantom and then like really has a pull to this storyline, I think it could be a fun story, even if the players themselves aren't fans. Yeah, I it's interesting. Let me read the little synopsis real quick so people can kind of get an idea of it. Strange accidents keep happening in the singing brass dragon opera of Waterdeep. Curtains fall during rehearsals. Dancers stumble into the orchestra pit. A flying, glowing skull terrorizes the scene shifters, and threatening letters arrive each day. Recently, a chandelier fell and killed a new employee. Now a group of adventurers has been hired to investigate the crime and rumors surrounding the ghosts haunting the opera. Right? I mean, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it sounds cool. It kind of like sounds like a D&D version of... Uh, of that hunted game, the hunt to killer game that you, oh, you talked yeah. about last week. Yeah. Kind of seems like that where you just get four people together. You're like, okay, you're playing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. Or if they have existing characters, let them play. Cause it's seems super simple. You're just going to solve this mystery. And yeah. I can only imagine it's got everything you need to get through it. So sounds like it could be cool. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it would be like the hunter killer game is cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'll rave about that. I thought it was awesome. But the thought of like walking around, like rolling investigation and perception checks <laughs> the entire time. And like with the flying glowing skull and stuff, like you're fighting someone. Yeah, even if the only person you fight is the the phantom. You know? No, it sounds I fun. mentioned at the end. That's what it's gotta be. He's probably like a like a vampire slash bard, and like he's like he'll that's, sing at you. That's a combo right there. You know. <laughs> Like, I mean, he's got to have something. <laughs> yeah. And just for you guys to know, it's for three to five people. Levels one through five. And you can purchase the Phantom of Music from DM Skilled 495. I wonder if that's just the music for it. No, Phantom hmm. of Music. No, no, no. Yeah, you can buy it for five bucks. For five bucks, four hours of playtime. Yeah. Got to be worth it. Yeah. Especially if your group's yeah. into doing like one-offs. And they're not like super dedicated to their characters or their characters are low level enough for it to not have too much stuff changed. Yeah. 
Just a nice break from the general action of adventuring. It's one good thing about your phone listening to you all the time is like now the ads that I'm getting, it's like all dice ads and dungeon master <laughs> courses and different right. one-offs for D&D. Dude, Facebook ads, as much as I hate them, I've bought so much shit. Like probably five different times. I literally have a hoodie showing up tomorrow because a Facebook ad got me. Oh my god! <laughs> do I can oh. I blame them? Fuck no! No, no. Do I hate it? Yes, but the algorithm works. It fucking works. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a one shot. Go for it. Uh, so tonight for dinner, I already decided that you have chili dogs in honor of. Our next subject, which you is can't Sonic see it, the Hedgehog, tapping my foot. Sonic the Hedgehog Two is <laughs> announced. <laughs> um, looking at your watch, I am stoked. I'm stoked. Damn. It doesn't really seem like much has came out about it, though, huh? Yeah, they just. Sonic the Hedgehog's blue with his quills in the sea, and then the number two is tails with the two little tails coming on off of it. Oh hell, it's yeah. really great looking. It totally looks '90s kind of neon. It it looks great, but the big thing is that they're shooting for an April eighth, twenty twenty two, um, release date. And Benny Schwartz, or sorry, Ben Schwartz, is reprising his role as Sonic, which I think oh, he was he's a great forever cast. Benny Schwartz now. I'm look at that point. If you didn't recast the same guy as Sonic, I'm gonna be super disappointed. I know it's unless just voiceover, went, but unless you went like Jaleel White, you know, because he did it back in those '90s cartoons, and that's the voice I hear whenever I hear Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> for the longest I, time. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, no, we're not. That's Urkel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Urkel. Yeah, I was like, I know the name. Yeah, I. Look, I that's cool. Give me more yeah. good video game adaptations. I know they're they're far and few between, but I think they're starting to get it. Like Sonic and Detective Pikachu. While we're on I it, think, oh, Borderlands has cast oh. their next person. Um, I just want to tack this onto the end. So now we have Kate Blanchett, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, Kevin uh -huh. Hart. And oh, yeah? on in the role of Claptrap, none other than glorious Jack Black. That's fucking teamwork! <laughs> yeah. So, you want to talk about a cast of characters all directed oh, by gosh. Eli Roth. Freaking a horror Jack director in his own right. Fucking Black. Yeah. As Claptrap. Oh my god. It's not a better casting. I just... Yeah. Not to take over Sonic's light, and I'm stoked for that. But the Borderlands movie <laughs> really starting to come together. Um, the, the star power on this thing yeah. is insane. Yeah. Like, normally you're able to get, like, one or two big names for something. But here we are. We're the director's a big name, and then your top four castings so far are big motherfucking names. Like, yeah. Whew. And I can give a fuck about Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I mean serviceable. But Jack Black, Kevin Hart, <laughs> Jamie Lee, come on. Come on. Yeah, Jack Black, 
Kevin Hart coming back together after Jumanji to make some more love on screen. Ah, oh, it's gonna be amazing. I'm ready for Man, that. This is I'm romantic. ready for Sonic. I'm ready for Borderlands. More video game movies. So what'd you say on what'd this? You think April eighth? Uh yeah, April eighth, twenty twenty two. What did you think of Jim Carrey as the uh Dr. Robotnik in the first one? I think it was perfect. Um I he was great. Yeah. I thought he was great. I, I look, how do you take that character out of that game and put a face on it? An actual face. Right? How about you give it to a person that can change his face? It's amazing. I thought he was perfect. I think he was over the top. I think it was funny. It, yeah. There's the no way that I'm thinking of a better casting. Robin Williams. <laughs> God rest his soul. Uh, that'd be hard to do at this point. I mean, people are seeing Tupac in concert last year. There's weird, like, ethical questions about, like, using hologram technology to bring people back to life. That's super, like... And make money on like, it? Oh, a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it'd be the same. No, no, of course it wouldn't be. No. <laughs> no, that wasn't the question. <laughs> what are we uh, what, anyways, what's going on? It's Valentine's oh Day, not Halloween, bro. Let's get out of ghost talk. I know, man. So weeks ago, we talked about Nerf and their Dido strike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, guns. Well, they just upped the game again, my dude. Okay, so Nerf has now created a way for guns to shoot around corners. Have Yo. you ever seen that movie Wanted? Oh, yeah. Where Angelina Jolie and that other guy make the bullets bend? <laughs> dude, this is actually wild. It, like, twists the barrel. Okay, first of all, have you ever played with any of these nerf rival guns uh can't say i i, I Dude, have not no they got some firepower all right yeah yeah so i have an older brother who has a son i this was a lot easier if i just said i have a nephew um <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> long my nephew time ago is, my mom and dad <laughs> my nephew's about to turn 13 um but my brother and i my, my sister as well was raised on thrift store stuff and the thing that my brother loves finding at the thrift store are these Nerf rival guns. And these mm-hmm. are like young adult Nerf guns. They're not like foam darts. They're like hard-pressed foam balls. And these little things will get you, dude. Like, they put out some horsepower. <laughs> so, like, the fact that this is a rival, I'm curious, though. Look, are kids these days going to, like, know that you got to, not for you audio listeners, but I'm doing, like, the wanted arm Twist yeah, you gotta like, thing. Yeah, you gotta like bring it out from behind. Look it from behind your back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are they gonna know? Yeah, to do look that? at us go. Yes. Damn, I, I hurt. I know we're looking <laughs> like monkeys flinging poo over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm down for this. If Nerf guns weren't so yeah. expensive, and if, in all honesty, if Daisy was not, if if she did not fear for her safety. With me having foam projectiles, <laughs> I would have more of them. <laughs> Lots more of them. <laughs> I mean, 15 bucks, you can get a little handheld one that looks like it comes with uh, four shots. No, I want to ride the XXI 100. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The $30 one. That's where you go. Oh, I didn't you get the XXI 2000, the Helix. 
Oh, fuck. That's um, so cool. The Curve Shot. But uh, looks like it's going to be released uh, in August. Um, so just in time for my birthday in September. It's pump action, 20 round, eight, 90 feet per second on this little foam ball, bro. Woo! That hurts. It hurts. I mean, okay. I want to know if it legitly works that well because nerf has pulled this kind of stuff in the past where it makes strom claims like this and i just want to be proven that i do i want them to be right on this one that it can actually curve and not just kind of slightly you know what yeah, i'm saying like and i hope it's got like some range like i hope it doesn't curve yeah. within like one foot out of my barrel just immediately <laughs> starts going left yeah yeah, we needed to go at least 12 feet and then start doing its thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We may find out about yeah. that. Maybe I'll have to do a experiment. Nerf, I know we're like one of the most listened <laughs> to podcasts on the internet. I'm telling you now, send me a free sample and your sales will skyrocket. I'm an internet personality. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> The Witcher has a board game coming out. <laughs> uh it's called the witcher old world where you can actually uh uh play as the witcher and go destroy monsters this was too cool not to bring up because looking at the figurines they have with the box art figurines are legit they've got what i'm assuming is uh uh gerald gerald oh my god and this crazy looking spirit thing that's got like a fucking uh, uh, uh stag head but it's it's stuck in the fingers and it's the hand tree and oh, it's so wicked yeah this oh, is so this is badass wicked. i love board games that comes with miniatures oh yeah especially like, good miniatures like yeah these ooh. are dope god they're so Oh, it looks huh. like they're uh, launching a Kickstarter in May. So if you want to be a part of this, I'm sure they'll probably have, uh, you know, the different tiers to uh, really make it uh, special. For yeah, I bet you could get some, like, collectors. Crazy. Oh. Like, miniatures. It, it's uh, two things. First, mm-hmm. I wish you lived closer because it would make board game nights a lot easier. Right. <laughs> Second, I wish I had more friends enough that wanted to get into like a deep board game, like a six hour board game. Because again, I have a backlog and there's only one of me and Daisy and I love her to death, but I can't just keep playing board games just with her. (laughs) I want to play some big boy board games. I need more people. This I'm, I'm with though. you, dude. Yeah, it uh, uh, looks fascinating. Um, two to five have, people, you know, playing in Rivia. I got you get to, to go around. Uh, what else do you need? Yeah, the Kickstarter launches in May of this year, and if successful, I imagine it will be. <laughs> uh, we'll start shipping Day in of. April of next year. I give it a half hour, and it'll already be hit its goal of whatever it is. So this is something I'm going to have to ask of you. And maybe we'll make a segment for this like once a month is you're going to have to remind me of dope Kickstarters. 
Oh, gosh. Because I okay. never look at Kickstarter. And I'm I should. Gonna, yep. I got it all saved. Notify me when it's ready to launch. We'll do it. I'll well, let you know. I'll build you a computer that you pay for. You teach me how to kickstart. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. <laughs> if only it was that simple. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, so that's on the horizon. Games. Yeah, board I want more game. board games. I want more board games. Board games are great. I really I do I more people to play with. Or yeah. I wish I had more time to play them. I yeah, think the well, issue. that's what am I saying? I don't have fucking kids. I got all the time in the world. Um, I also want to try that going back to D and D before we move along, or segue. Uh, I really want to try the the Water Deep board game. Like they actually made a Water Deep board game for Dungeons and Did Dragons. They? Yeah, it's it's like big. Unaware. It's a big game. Um, I bet, but. It's like, I, I really want to play Dungeon. I have Dungeon. I haven't got to play it yet, but uh, I want to play like that big style. I We're still looking yeah. for a house. I want to get a house eventually. And the minute I get a house, I am building a board game table. It's going to be a lot easier to start some of these games because I can leave them out. Mm-hmm. But right now, I can't leave them out. Tiff and I are looking at converting one of our coffee tables into a uh, a board game table. So that way we have it just for that purpose. So with kids, we need a space that we can be like, put the lid on, <laughs> secure yeah. it, and we're good. Yeah. That's what so. I want. I want I want a dedicated table. I want felt, you know, I want it to be nice. Maybe have cup holders. Oh, there was this uh, uh, a company called Geek Chic, and they were at Denver Comic Con quite a bit, but unfortunately they went under because... You know their tables cost. I think starting the cheap end was like five hundred dollars or something, and I it would s- go up. I've seen these tables actually, and they were great. They had individual plots for people that had cup holders and space for your notebooks and everything you else you need. It had the drop down table. It had plastic sheeting covering for your things. It, amazing tables, but they just cost an arm and a goddamn yeah. leg. <laughs> Are you really trying to spend two grand? Yeah, on a table. Like, and most people I, that have that kind of money to throw around aren't playing that kind of board games. Right. Or they're playing huge games like Warhammer or something that requires a mass amount of miniatures. Ooh, something I have yet to delve into. Ooh. And I know it's going to be dangerous when I do. Yeah, there's a, those ones. Holy moly. Uh, like Star Wars is huge with that because there's the ships, there's the stormtroopers, the rebels and everything else. I have Imperial oh, Assault in the closet. Uh, it could get pricey quick. Yeah. I think the entry set, there's, they say, is between like 150 and 200 without painting. That stuff is the equivalent to your uh, World of Warcraft, where it's like, that's a lifestyle choice at this point. You're going to invest yeah. thousands of dollars into these little tiny. <laughs> but it's so badass. It's so badass. It's so fucking cool. It's so damn cool. Uh, so I, I've been started this segment that um, I'm calling like uh, silly D and D characters. <laughs> you have too much time on your hand. We just talked about you not I, having. What, uh, what what else am I going to do at work other than just be in my head and think of silly voices and silly characters? So this week's adventure, um, 
I heard a song by this artist by, by the name of Paula Abdul called Opposites <laughs> Attract. You know that one? <laughs> yeah. And Opposites yeah. Attract. Well, I thought it would be fun <laughs> to take uh, MC Scat Cat and turn him into a D&D character. So that's kind of <laughs> what I did. So I'm going to go through my thing real quick, and then and then you can comment on it. Ready? So MC Scat Cat, Bard. He plays a hurdy-gurdy, but mostly sings or raps. Uh, he looks like a black... Uh, he's a uh, uh, tabaxi. It's like a, a cat person. Okay. Cat humanoid, medium size. Um, the, he looks like a black cat with almost uh, a purple look in certain light. He wears baggy clothing, including uh, blue pants held up by brown suspenders over a white shirt, and he loves sunglasses. Like, that's his thing. Uh, after being shot out of the sky, uh, he's part of this pirate crew, um, and they get shot out of the sky, and being chased through the open, the ship was destroyed, and he was left for dead adrift in the water. When he gains consciousness, he decides to search for his pirate crew, the Stray Mob, <laughs> which features or which includes Fats Taboo, a tabaxi overweight rogue who's orange and black. Garfield? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> uh, Silk Maestro, uh, a tabaxi barbarian calico brown and white with green and blue eyes. <laughs> uh Kathleen Leo, a tabaxi wizard, gray and white. Bits of information, uh, you go searching for them because they have bits of information to find their leader and the high priestess. Man, I'm gonna mess this up. A loop Ludba, which is Paul Abdul backwards. Okay. I was gonna say, I was like, now I'm now I'm curious. I was like, because I thought this was all off the top of your head, and you're like, how are you not being able to pronounce your own character names? Completely understand. Continue. <laughs> so and and uh, you know, so she's a Tabaxi cleric uh, who worships the uh, Tabaxi god uh, Tezka. Is she the most beautiful she, kitty cat you've ever seen? She, she's a Siamese cat. Yeah. So pretty. Yeah. We Give me the calico. I could have gone with the uh, the those hairless cats and really Ugh. freak people's mind. I fucking. Uh, we don't, but she has the key to incredible fortune because of her holy text, you know, songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I was like, I'm supposed to get this. It did not. That's, that's MC uh, uh, Scat Cat, which I'll post this to you so you can see my stupid writing and stuff. Look, but, uh, I, sometimes you do stuff where, like, I'm so impressed. And at the same time, I'm like, how am I still friends with this guy? Like, I just <laughs> like so, sometimes you just do stuff, and I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. And at the same time, <laughs> the like devil on my shoulders, like, dump this nerdy motherfucker. You know? <laughs> just, like, <laughs> you just really shit. I don't know how I can be on my my toes and my heels at the same time with some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. And for for those of you guys that don't know. There are texts he sends me that I have no response. I have no response. Because, <laughs> like, the only thing that I can respond is, like, half the time, all I send back to you is LOL. Because that's literally all I can think to say. Because I'm oh, going, okay. I'm going through the internal LOL. monologue with myself that's like, yo, this dude's way too fucking smart and funny on the shit that he brings up. 
And at the same time, I'm like, yo, this dude is on a different level than you, and you need to fucking rise above. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's really bringing you into the black hole of something. Uh, and the other one's like, no, no, no. Delve deep in that hole. Like, God damn it. Uh, no, that's fucking impressive. I think that's hilarious. I just... Come, yeah. I just... I don't even know where to begin. Neither do I. The problem I, is, is that you come up with these kind of characters, and it's like, no, I don't. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with MC Scat Cat? I'm not going to no. play him anytime soon. Okay, because this is my thing. All right, I thought you were just going to give me the character, and like some, you know, a no. little bit. Of, no, you gave me six fucking characters, a backstory, the way that they're, what their quest is for. Like it's not just like you thought of a character. You thought of a campaign. I mean, based what else on a Paula to? Abdul song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've made, you've made you've made a campaign out of a song. I not just purpose. any song. By just any artist. Not a storytelling artist. Yeah. Paula Abdul. Just the pop 80s pop princess just Chewable, like fun songs. Are that... you really gonna love me forever? Oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Anyways, yeah, no, like that's the thing. Yeah. Like, uh, she's anyway. catchy. Your campaign's catchy. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just. I wish I had a place to put it because, like, this guy, he can't be some secondary. Like, I could put him in. Like, if I were to run a campaign, I could throw this guy in there, and it would be a fun laugh. Right, especially if you're playing or somebody who's listening yeah. goes, "Oh yeah," but it's not going to go any further. It's not like you guys are going to be like, "Hey, what's up? Do, do you need some help?" He's like, "I'm on a quest to find my pirate crew." You know, like, <laughs> no, no. Like, am I going to try that? Probably, but side you know. quest, <laughs> side quest. It's a one shot, you guys. Yeah, because as a player, I'm like, even if you don't know who he is, you're just like, is this a cat? Like this yeah. is a cat asking me to go on a quest for his pirate friends. <laughs> like I'm a hundred percent going on this pirate quest with this kitty cat, hundred percent. And if if you also know what he's from and what that quest is going to entail, it's a it's a no brainer. I'm going on the kitty cat quest, hundred percent. Going on the kitty cat quest. Going on the kitty cat, <laughs> bro. I'm forever on a kitty cat, kitty cat quest. Who's a good kitty cat? Who's a good kitty cat? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's my nonsense, man. I just get bored at work, and I'm like, oh, that's, that'd be a silly idea. Let me let me bring that up to Toby. Luckily, Toby's like, all right. <laughs> no, dude. I just I, sometimes, like I said, I can't explain to you like your brilliance and how scared I am. Be scared. It's, it's one of the things I consider myself a pre- pretty creative person. But in just such a totally different realm than what you live and work in, you know, it, and maybe that's one of the reasons that we click. But like I said, sometimes what I expected of that. Oh, my God. What? I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God no. uh, Sorry. I, we got to save that. So that way you're gonna, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, save that. It's. Pretty next level. It's on my personal uh, uh, note notepad. We should to, we should post that to the Facebook group. I'll post it Friday. 
I mean, um, it, it's it's done in like notebook, like thought process ideas. So it doesn't. It's not very coherent. Reading it. Oh, and I could oof. I could go to those other characters. So good. Yeah. Make them all fleshed out too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for another time. You know. So yeah. With that all out on the table now and how we feel about all these things. <laughs> we'll go back to our original plan because it is Valentine's day. And this week we did something a little different. Um, at the suggestion of Rick, he decided or suggested that we bring in our other halves for this podcast podcast of love. I've been with, with mine for 10 years this year. You've been with Tiff close to that. 13 um but friendship for over 20 so. yeah so yeah. we're experts <laughs> we're kind of we're pros yeah, like I'm proficient in relationships <laughs> um, i get a d20 every time i roll on relationship so i sat down with my other half daisy and rick sat down with tiff and we kind of just discussed some stuff about Valentine's Day. Movies, a couple other things. And at the time of this recording, I'm not going to lie, I have not listened to Rick's. So we're going to call it a surprise. But with that being said, <laughs> the next part of this show is going to be a little different because it is pre-recorded, And we hope you enjoy. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. So Rick wanted to get together and have the girls on um, and talk about Valentine's Day. The problem is we don't do Valentine's Day. <laughs> so our conversation is going to be very weird, um, as it is already. <laughs> the other thing that makes it interesting is you didn't celebrate Valentine's Day. No, I did not. Because of God. <laughs> I'm not judging, but my God allowed me to celebrate Valentine's Day. I'm just saying. I didn't choose my God. <laughs> anyway, so you never got to do Valentine's Day stuff in school. No. I know we've talked about this in the past week, but like when I was growing up, it was all like paper bags and McDonald's boxes and like right. Power Rangers fucking <laughs> Valentine's Day cards. Like you have no idea. Like, well, I mean, you do have an idea because you you were poorer than I was, which surprising, but. <laughs> Like, I remember going in with cheap Valentines and, like, the other, like, I went in with fucking, you know, Woody, or, I don't know. Name a cheap right, fucking Woody character. exist? Uh, yeah. Woody Woodpecker's, like, like, old as hell. Oh, Woody Woodpecker. I thought you meant Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. Toy Story's, like, 1996 or 4 or something. 7, 8. I don't know. I don't Anyways. Know. It was like I was coming in with like the strength rangers and Johnny Joe over here had the Power Rangers Valentines. And like <laughs> the girls I wanted to get Valentines to, they were, they knew I was fucking broke. Like they could tell by the Valentine's Day gift. It was like a pink card with a purple heart on it. And you know, and everyone else had like branded, you know, you had like some Ed Hardy fucking Valentine's Day. Found, cards. Like a red pen and drew your own heart. <laughs> but you never got to do that. No. Do you feel I didn't like you missed have out? To... Now for the most, I don't remember ever, like, it mustn't have affected me enough for me to, like, remember feeling left out, but I'm also not a person who's very, like, 
into the crowd. Well, yeah, so I was going to say, you're such a loner anyway. That I just it's like, didn't, yeah, it wasn't like, I want to be part of it. I was just like, oh, that's nice. It also didn't like, help that I had more people in my third grade classroom than you had in your town. That's true. So you had all of seven dudes to choose from <laughs> for 18 Being years. Being generous. Um, you had to like, you really, because I could date within my grade. Yeah. And like you had to go like, we had like two years up, two 12. years down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that Rick put on the list is Valentine's, or top romantic movies. Yes. This is also That'll, a problem. Yes. <laughs> Because uh, I'm not a romance fan. Neither am I. And we talked about Friday the 13th being a romantic movie. And I think that fits personally. And I might I'll have argue to disagree with... on no, that. No. But I'm sure that you disagree on That mother's love for her son was so romantic that she murdered people over it. That is romantic if I've ever seen one. I feel like romance is a good love and that was a bad love. <laughs> I mean. Like a bad touch. And unhealthy. <laughs> you know, just because it's unhealthy doesn't make it not romantic. Like some of the most unhealthy relationships. I mean, most rom-coms are very unhealthy. <laughs> um, do you have one? A... So there was a few I was looking through because, like I said, I'm not a very like romantic movie person. And I'm not big on the over the top, like I fucked up, but give me a second like the chance. I'll yeah, fly no. away to the, another country and like swoon me. Yeah, like I'm just not. I like that simple, raw, real, just like real moments. Like love me or I'll murder you, kind of romance. <laughs> no, like some Disturbia type shit. Like or swim fan, like paper heart. This is very good. Away uh, We Go is a nice, simple... Away We Go is funny because the only part of that I remember. Because that's the one with Jim and... Jim and Maya? Yeah. I uh, want to say Maya. Anyways. But all I know is at the beginning of that movie, he's like going down on her and he comes up and he's like, you taste <laughs> <It's> different. Taste. <laughs> and she turns out to be pregnant. And I think I every... Look, not to talk about our sex life, but that's always in the you back just of my wonder head. That one day, like, is it gonna happen? I'm just like, wait, well, I know. Should I say something about this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But Paper Heart, very great. It's a documentary style movie with Michael Sarah and what's her name, Charlie. Yeah, Charlene. Charlene Yee, which I'm pretty sure she's like generally for the most part is a stand up comic. If oh, okay. like I'm pretty sure she does like comedy in general, but it's it's a very cute indie like down to earth. They they interview a bunch of because she doesn't know what love is, and so she interviews a bunch of people on different walks of life and and different cultures and and asks them what love means to them. And like Michael Sarah's characters, you know her her friend. They're like best friends, and so it's it's a nice like simple like. You get different perspectives of, of different people's ideas of love. So I really like that one because it's I don't raw I remember real watching and, it and but I do not remember uh Yeah, I think I had it. I was gonna say I think it was one of the ones I made you watch. Like this is one of the few like romantic I got movies that I, I really enjoyed watching. There's one like rom com that uh shit. Um uh, yes. Yeah. So did you ever see Definitely Maybe? No. Okay. <laughs> I think we even have it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with Isla Fisher and Ryan Reynolds, and I can't tell you 
anything about it. Nothing about it, except I remember enjoying it. Right, right. So for rom-com, <laughs> that was good. You and I talked about The Princess Bride. Like, that's... Yeah. It just doesn't it, seem as lovey-dovey as what the Like, there happens to for. be people in love in the movie, but I've always seen that as, like, an adventure movie and, like... My, uh, Nico Montoya is my favorite character. Like that, like whole vengeance story, the backstory. I loved his his iconic lines. So like the the love story was almost that side story. Like <laughs> they were getting in the way, and Nico Montoya <laughs> <laughs> vengeance against his father. <laughs> like, excuse me, move aside. Shit's happening. Like, but like I love that movie overall, just because. It was one of the but movies. But it'd be a romantic movie. But it's it's romantic. It's a romantic ha- like, movie. Yeah, they were in the as you farm wish. boy and Buttercup. Yeah. yeah, like that's super romantic. That like one thing, the like is the epitome of, of romance movie. of the as you wish, like mm. and finding out. Oh, he's saying I love you. You know, it's super romantic. But I never. Yeah, but it wasn't a romance movie. The movie to me. is so. Good. It's such a good movie. It's so it. good. Another, Anything else? Another rom com. That's kind of unexpected. When I was trying to. I'm racking my brain. Racking my stuff. brain. <laughs> Great romantic comedy, I find. Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. That one is pretty good. He. I don't think about stuff like that. Is this determined? Like he's so in love with her that he created a move. Like he made her fall in love with him every day. It's pretty to impressive. the point where he got her to marry him. They had children, and when she, at the end of the movie, when she wakes up, doesn't know where she is, who she is, why she's pregnant, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, she has a new tape every day to show. Spoiler alert! Hey, <laughs> you uh, haven't watched it yet, but like to show right. like this is our life that you've forgotten, and I still love you. Like that's that a make... great like. Maybe I'm more into like the love stories than a romance story. Then, so like I don't the know. building of love, like you said. The, yeah, it's I hate the I made a mistake, take me back kind of. We were meant for each other, love. Because yeah. fuck that, I do not forgive. I don't forget. Right. All right, you get one motherfucking chance. That's it. <laughs> All right, one chance. It's either murder or marriage, bitch. Like that's where we. Let's see how the drama involved in like. Randomly, I thought of the Runaway Bride, where she's like secretly in love. Is Julia Roberts? She's like in love with her, or no? That was the best friends, my best friend's wedding my best with Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, like in love with her best bride. friend who's getting married, and yada. Yeah, Runaway Bride also Julia Roberts. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's just like, but back to that, like she like ruins the wedding because she's so in love with him, and like blah blah blah. But yeah, then she falls in love with the other guy. I don't remember. Exactly, but could you imagine? Good movie, like what that, like I, they're fine movies to watch. I just can't get like into them, into them. Could you imagine running into someone else's wedding to like profess your love for the man that's getting married and it working? I'd be like mortified <laughs> if I sneezed during a wedding. No shit. I would be like, excuse me, I will let le- <laughs> myself object? out. I do. Fuck like, that ah, stuff. I gotta go like crawling across the floor. Like I'll I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to think of any other like I just it's just never on the top of my list. And especially for you and I, like we're watching we just started Battlestar Galactica again. Oh. That's a romantic movie. Oh or show, I guess. I don't right? know. Shows There's are, a lot of romance in there. There is. There's great romance in DSG. It's really great. The 2004 version, by the way. Of course. Uh, but yet to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I you know, it's not. I don't like romance movies. 
like comedy and sci-fi. If there's like love in an action movie or something, like that's fine. But I'm not actively watching romance movies. Yeah. You're not actively watching romance no. movies. I don't ever come Unless... home and see you watching fucking The Notebook. <laughs> or I come home and see you watching Bigfoot Lovers. Bigfoot Ghosts. <laughs> 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 yeah. This woman fell in love with this ghost. Hear me out. <laughs> check, yeah, check this out. Check this shit out. Best romance. <laughs> they can never be together. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have anything else for that. Which kind of brings us to like our next thing: is Valentine's Day special to you? Is it special to us as yeah. a couple? I mean, I don't. I've never put like I growing up. I didn't celebrate. So any holidays, so true, everything yeah. going like it wasn't a thing. It it wasn't integrated into my psyche as a child. That's that's a hundred percent true because it was like bred into us. You, like yeah, even through school, kids don't like, realize what they're like. Yeah, like it's a commercial like, holiday. Like we knew we got candy. Yeah, like and then at, like as you get old, yeah, you have these. You get these expectations because you were given those expectations and and those expectations generally are met like at least when you're younger and then yeah, you get older and those you stop losing those expectations you're like oh there was like a you day look to in it school and you where have to create it having someone else was considered cool right you know like if you didn't get a valentine and right. especially when you get into like middle school and high school you're like popular matt yeah well motherfuckers are sending roses and shit <laughs> from class to class <laughs> like first of all bitch bitter. you ain't never get a rose for me from for ten dollars down here i'll give you a flower straight up but it really was like it's kind of because i'm public school well, i mean i went to catholic school too but it's something we did like yeah Kindergarten through sixth grade. You were young enough not to think about what it was. You no, just accept just, it. And then as you And I never had someone like you that didn't yeah. have to do it. So, I, yeah, it's, it's you can't miss something you've never had type of a situation. Like, to an extent, because obviously Christmas, I'm like, yeah, make up for lost time kind of attitude where I go try to go all out for Christmas. But other, like, other than that, I, I could forget it's my birthday. So <laughs> I do want to give a little background before we get too far, too far. First of all, you want to tell them why you couldn't celebrate holidays? Oh, well, if you have a guest. You're... I think it's the only <laughs> reason. But... Daisy's mom was a Jehovah's Witness. Still, to this day, is a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, and they don't do anything fun. So, like, you don't get Christmas, no birthdays, no Valentine's Day, which some of the holidays, cool. That's dope. But you didn't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance in I school. I also, yeah, I didn't. Like, uh, yeah. You, there was a bunch of, like, crazy things that I learned when we first started dating, which... That brings me to my second thing. We have been together 10 years this year. Um, Long enough. I think I say it on the the actual episode with Rick, but I don't remember if I say it before or after this break. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. Maybe. Possible. But yeah, 10 years. And had to teach you how to love certain holidays. Except for Christmas. Yeah, I always loved that one. Once you got into the pagan shit, it was just like, this is dope. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas is dope. (laughs) Fuck you, mom. (laughs) I wanted presents. (laughs) This is bullshit. Because I got presents in like random ass times. Like I got presents for Easter. Well, we did did family nights two or three times a year and we'd all dress up and go to dinner and go home and, and exchange gifts. But it wasn't Christmas. They were on family nights, so they were on random dates throughout the year. Yeah. So, like, my mom made a point to, like, have... We we compensated from those lack of, like, we had our own traditions. 
Well, that, you know, yeah. so it was because as a kid, sense, I looked forward to those things. things. Yeah, because just... I knew that there were two times a year that I could almost ask for anything I wanted. Or like, hey, it's shit that I wanted. Right. And my parents bought me stuff or whatever throughout the year. But those were the days where it was just like, this is my motherfucking day. You know, <laughs> this is my day. My birthday? Like, this is my day. I'm having biscuits and gravy. We're doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm right. going to get this. And it was like, balling. You didn't have that. No. You know? But I wasn't like, oh, where's my stuff? Like, what stuff? Like, that... <laughs> Fuck that. I was getting stuff and was still like, what happened to the other stuff? You know? Like, what's up? I want that other stuff. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And I was a woods country girl building forts in the woods. and well, so was there's I. There's plenty of trees in the woods. I they saw didn't need to buy me more trees. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, the truth. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day was never one that was a big thing. We did the, like, the kids decorated boxes um, in school, like, the day before for the cards to go into. Yeah, and I would like just little, go and draw. Or they'd they were just little desk go, mailboxes. Yeah, and I would just go do a different craft. <laughs> Granted, like, obviously a small school, everybody knows everybody. Like, it wasn't questioned. People just knew. I yeah, went Johnny to the gave same... Valentine's to three girls, and they all knew immediately because they were the only three girls. <laughs> <laughs> just was like, ain't no one special here. Right. You know? Half of my graduating class, I went to kindergarten with. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> For our fans out there, Daisy graduated with... 14 other people? I think that was 15. 15 including you? 15 including me. Yeah, so 14 A class other of 15. People. My graduating class at Rangeview was 600 or something. Yeah. Like... And we were uh, kindergarten through 12th grade also. You were four rooms more than a one school... A <laughs> or three, one room schoolhouse. Three floor house. Yeah. Three, it was three still called floors. a schoolhouse. All right. <laughs> About to. Both of the high schools that I went to was a fucking compound. Like, it was like a high school <laughs> campus. It was called a campus. You guys just had a front yard. Yeah. <laughs> we had a small, old, quaint building. So, yeah. Valentine's Day, not special for us before no. we get too far away uh, yeah, from this again. subject. Yeah. Not. Not super dumb. No. That being Usually said, we had what shrimp. We, do is, and, or yeah, no, we didn't dinner. have shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, we watched movies all day and we just spent some time together. Yeah. Which we do that too much anyway, so. Yeah. But it was an excuse for steak and lobster tail. Exactly. So. That's usually our big thing for Valentine's Day. Like, cool, we either get to go out to eat for dinner, order delivery that we don't usually order from, or yeah. go buy something that we don't usually and are we didn't not order gonna make out. and just so make something. Us. Yeah. The steak and lobster was great. Well, cool. That brings us to our last thing for you cool. audience members. We are not married 10 years later. Uh, and I want to know how you would feel if I asked you to marry me with alphabet soup. I'd ask where my meteor ring was. <laughs> it's kind of a yes or no question. Like answering, will you marry me with another question is automatically assumed a no. I would just like, <laughs> I would smack the alphabet soup and be like, you don't deserve this. No soup and I for just you. Like, no, nothing. Would it be on the bread like this? I don't know. So so what we're looking at yeah. here. Some, Lay somehow, out the scenario for Somehow me. Rick has found that an Irish couple has, the guy has asked the girl to marry him. Is this the picture of what it actually was? I think it's just on the can. Like the label. Oh, is that what it is? Not actually, like. Oh, it picked. is. Yeah, he didn't pick out the letters of the alphabet out of the alphabet soup, and. I just don't understand, like. Maybe they really like alphabet soup. 
No, I think I think uh, we should have. Uh, huh. Right, and she was Anyways, planning on it before. Yeah, she was gonna <laughs> ask him. Um, either way, how are you feeling about me proposing to you with food, not during food, just with food. with food? Like if I took a bunch of like cheese curds and lined them up on the counter at a Chili's, <laughs> and it said "Marry me?" question <laughs> mark. What's yeah. one step up in class from a Chili's? TGF Fridays? Right? Is that down? <laughs> I feel like that's down. I, I, th- feel, like I feel like Chili's is cl- like, yeah, I feel maybe like above. Chili's and Applebee's about the same. TGIF is more like a party spot. It's kind of like, it's like it's got the super match. rich and the poor and there's no middle class anymore. You got the Chili's and the five star steaks and there but is no middle class. Of I can't get cheese curds gone. from Shanahan's probably. You know? And I like bar cheese curds. I don't want your fucking... Mm. You guys can't see my air quotes. My cheese curds. You know, where they bring out some fucking Mozzarella brie bags. on some bullshit. And <laughs> so that's a no on the alphabet suit? I mean, I wouldn't say no. I'd probably call you a fucking nerd. Oh, there's going to be a lot nerdier ways that if I decide to ask you to marry me than alphabet soup. <laughs> oh, I You're gonna be. <laughs> you'll be lucky if it's not at a fucking Ren fair with me dressed as a goddamn wizard. <laughs> you lady. <laughs> a goblins. <laughs> Hey, lady. <laughs> Did you do me the honor of taking my last name to your last name, maybe just a hyphenate in the last name? <laughs> Anyways, baby. Yes. I want to thank you for being on. Of course. It was fun, and we're going to have yes. to have do a full episode that's not about stupid fucking holidays. And you could put, like, some Bigfoot stuff on there and, you know... I mean, I might have some stuff to talk about. Have you on to talk about people? In, yeah, or some BSG. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what. That's why I get you. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't get me to shut up. But yeah, I love you. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Now say the retro nomopod is the best, and give us five stars on iTunes. Okay. Retro nomopod is the best. Give them five stars. On iTunes. On iTunes. Yeah, because that's the only place you can give stars out. Cool. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, here we go. So as I'm sure we've talked about uh, just a second ago, uh, we're doing things a little differently for the podcast since this is our special Valentine's uh, Day week weekend spooktacular. Um, yeah, so I, I'm sitting down here with uh, my lovely uh, Tiffany to kind of chat valentine's day and talk about some stuff so that's kind of what we're gonna do here do you want to say hi hi everybody (laughs) this is her first kind of recording (laughs) foray into this sphere so it's kind of an experiment we'll see how it goes it should be fun at the very least it should be (laughs) (laughs) um 
So I think an easy way to start it out, since this is a nostalgia-based podcast, is to start where everything starts when you're a kid. So what was Valentine's Day like for you growing up in Farvada? Um, it, it wasn't a huge thing, at least at home with my parents. The big thing was at school decorating your Valentine's box with paper and stickers and getting ready for Valentine's. Then I want to say we typically went with some of the cheaper Valentines. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way to do it. Was it like uh, you'd spend the day taking like a shoebox and transforming it into your Valentine's Day box? Or? Exactly. Yeah. We do that at school typically. And then you'd give out however many kids there was Valentines for everybody or just for those you like. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. That's what we did too. <laughs> Valentine's Day is kind of a weird one because it's... You know, as a kid, it's just like, you know, you don't think anything out of it. You just hope that you get a piece of candy attached to the, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man Valentine's Day or Power Rangers or whatever it might be. Yeah, the candy was always the sweet spot. Other than what, hoping to make sure that people didn't forget you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, where you'd count it out and you're like, wait a second, there's 30 kids. Why did I only get 12? <laughs> Did somebody run out of Valentine's and I didn't make the cut? (laughs) Yeah, somebody didn't get the memo that everybody should get them. Not just friends, (laughs) but that kids are kids. I've got an interesting story about a proposal uh, from Ireland, one of our favorite places. Very nice. Uh, A guy wanted to propose to his girlfriend... And he did so, but he did it in a very uh, kind of off the beat, kind of off, you know, like trying to think outside the box. <laughs> and so his idea was to, I guess this is the gal's, one of her favorite meals. He took alphabet spaghetti and wrote out, will you marry me? <laughs> on a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> That must have taken him a little while. Right, to fish out (laughs) all that. It said, Karen Minton, will you marry me? So it wasn't like, just marry me, and that's it. No, he wrote a whole sentence. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, on a piece of toast, which, you know. Did she go, ah, the toast is cold now. This isn't as edible. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Reading the story, like, evidently, like, when she got home, he, like, rushed her to the kitchen table, which is kind of out of the ordinary for him. And he's like, oh, you got to sit down before dinner gets cold. And he had it, like, covered. And it was kind of a little more more of a deal for dinner. So clearly already kind of giving up the goose a little bit because women's intuition for that kind of stuff is pretty, pretty good. So, like, as she, you know, lift the thing and read the thing, he got down on his knee and asked. So... And luckily for him, <laughs> she, she said, said yes. She said yes. <laughs> and he actually planned uh, uh, to go out to a nicer restaurant so it wasn't like, will you marry me? Now you can eat your toast. And your slightly lukewarm soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the rest of it, if you want it, is on the stove still. Have <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. A little romantic, right? Yeah. It, it's... The thought was definitely there. Right? 
the question is, I feel like he probably could have taken that up a notch, but maybe that's the the romantic in me. What, what like spell it out with spaghetti noodles <laughs> on a brioche bun? No, you, you do like, God, I don't know, just spit firing here. Maybe come up with some something clever that has to do with alphabet soup or whatnot, where it's like, mm, good, this way, <laughs> or like little signs or something to kind of lead her through the house instead of it being the rushing her to the <laughs> dining room table so it flows a little bit more organically. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't had much time to think this through, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, we like to spring things on people and, and see what they... Um, she contacted uh, Heinz. Uh, it's the Heinz Alpha Spaghetti... Alpha Spaghetti... Alphabet Spaghetti? Holy crap. Alpha <laughs> Alphabetti Spaghetti is what they call it uh, for the dried letter, so that way she could have a nice frame memento instead of trying to... You know, smush it between glass or something. Gross. <laughs> so that's fun. So Heinz responded, you know, by uh, coming out with a limited edition can with the letters M A R Y and E. Oh, isn't that sweet? Aww. So if other people wanted to take a can of spaghetti <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you're just at the grocery store, just kind of. Uh, doing your shopping, then you just pull the can, throw it in your cart, and then later on you, you make it for your significant other. <laughs> they look down at their bowl. Oh, what, what a lovely surprise! Oh, is this your way of hinting at the fact that you want me to propose, honey? And he's like, "What? What? Huh? What are you? What are you talking about?" And he looks down at the bowl. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's a little soon. This is only our fourth date. <laughs> <laughs> we were just wa- about to watch movies and you're asking me to marry you? Just my... <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's fun. I mean, unique to them. I haven't really ever heard of anything like that. True. You know. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, question on my mind. Is the actual day... Valentine's Day, February 14th. Is that a special day? Is it significant? I don't know. I mean, it's nice to do, like, a card or something on that day. But I I think it's flexible for when you can celebrate or show the people that you love that you love them and you don't have to wait for that day it's actually best if you don't wait to just express <laughs> your love on just one day <laughs> yeah like uh, i've only got three days out of the year that i'm gonna express love that's gonna be probably <laughs> christmas it's pretty big your birthday because it's your day <laughs> and uh what's the one oh valentine no it's i don't think the day itself holds any like weight to it but i think it's the the feeling of like you know show the people that you care that you care and for you and i we usually if we do celebrate we do it either weeks in advance or that to avoid any crowds or we just do it you know not necessarily on the day because i just feel so last minute like (laughs) can you get a reservation (laughs) 
Since we don't always plan well in advance. <laughs> yeah, and with kids. Uh, <laughs> it's all about planning in advance sometimes. True. All right, to round out this little uh, conversation, um, I thought it would be fun to kind of go through our top three romantical movies, romance movies, um, whether they're funny or not. But, you know, <laughs> kind of the three that come to mind. Do you want to just kind of, we'll go back and forth on our top. We can. It's It's definitely a harder one since romantic movies is really my thing. I'm mm-hmm. the one that come Christmas is all about the Hallmark Channel and Lifetime movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, You've seen most uh, romantic things out there, I think, out of a lot of people that I know. <laughs> well, you want me to I've kick seen it a off? Lot. I don't know if I'd say just about all, but I've definitely seen a good portion. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Um, do you want to kick off with your first one, or do you want me to go first? Um, well, how do you, do you want to do, like, a synopsis, or just go by title? I'll go first, so that, and I can pull up the stuff, too, since, you know, I've got it all ready to go. I can kind of give a little rundown, or whatever you want to do. Okay. But for my number three, and like we usually do with these top movie picks, or whatever, it's usually just kind of a loose list. It's not a hard and firm, like... You know, these are my top three for sure. This is kind of a, as of this moment, these are the three that come to mind when we think of uh, romantic movies. Like, if you were to ask me tomorrow, it might be completely different three. But for now, these are the three that came to mind. Uh, starting off with Moulin Rouge, which came out in 2001. Um, it stars Nicole Kidman and uh, Ewan McGregor. And a cast of, I mean, it's an incredible cast um directed by baz lerman and uh it's just uh this story of a like a playwright who falls in love with a courtesan and the music and it is kind of your um jukebox hits where it's pop culture songs i mean the elephant medley is one of our favorites and yeah it's just the whole story of it of like she should go with the guy who could give her everything but she falls in love with the guy who just makes her happy which like the movie we just watched tonight uh the notebook that's kind of the whole thing is well do you go with the guy who can who you love but you know your heart is really with this other guy who's just maybe not the wealthiest yeah not the one that your parents might pick because he can support you and and love you but i don't know what those relationships aren't always about the love, though. Yeah. It's usually what they can give you instead. Yeah. Tough choices. Yeah. Especially that time frame. That's <laughs> But that's my number three. Moulin Rouge. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. The songs, the, the music. You know. Yeah. Very nice. Let's see. I think... Oh, it's such a tough call. I think for my number three... I would have to go the lake house. Oh. So, if you're not aware of it, that's a Sandra Bullock movie with Keanu Reeves. We love Keanu. The their second mesh up after Speed. If 
I mean, who doesn't love that pairing? <laughs> but it's essentially a, a fantasy romance where uh, Keanu Reeves plays an architect and essentially he moves out of this lake house and some somehow or another Sandra Bullock moves into it and they start riding back and forth to essentially she was trying to return something to him and then comes to find out that there's a two-year time gap between when they're receiving these letters and it kind of comes down to a can you wait two years to meet somebody that you've fallen in love with without giving up hope in order so that you can be with them rather than trying to rush it and causing a big accident where things end up falling through or maybe you cause them to get hurt or by trying to rush the connection it's a pretty wild movie like <laughs> it's like weird time travel but not really but kind of like just the way that it's it's done is very interesting and kind of very like it's super yeah like you're saying can you wait for what could be your true love i mean it's pretty fun yeah um it, it kind of I love the fantasy aspects that goes along with my favorite kinds of romance novels where Highlanders travel back and forth in history or like Outlander where Claire goes back and forth in history. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's up my alley. <laughs> yeah. And it's really well done. And, you know, the uh, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves... Those two together really are a pretty dynamic pair. Yeah. Like, I like it a lot. That's a good choice. Yeah, she's one of my favorite leads. Yeah. For a female lead. And Kiana. I mean. Yeah. Well, Kiana. No, you I can't do. can't go wrong with Kiana. <laughs> like. I do like Keanu Reeves. But... He's pretty great. But Sandra is. Bullock is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to my number two. It uh, came out in 2004. 51st Dates. Mm, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. Another one of those pairings that when they're together is... It's just fun. It's... it's The charisma between the two is just so good that you're like, they can do no wrong when they're in the same one. Um, cast filled with, you know, regulars from Adam Sandler movies. Uh, this one's very good because... Like, he's this bachelor guy who leaves this bachelor life, but then he meets this girl who's just so intriguing, but unfortunately she has amnesia, where every day when she wakes up, she more or less forgets it, and her father and uh, brother are just recreate the day over and over and over for her for who knows how long. So Adam Sandler, which is, this is the romantic part of it, so every day he does something romantic for him, and then, you know, they kind of... Uh, go through that and the ups and downs of what that means and you know an adam sandler movie being what it is there's a lot of comedic moments in it but it is touching and you know at the end of it like they do this wild well like, is it a spoiler eh, it doesn't matter but like they do this thing where it's like hey you've got a kid which would be kind of a mind 
<laughs> my fuck to be like you wake up and you got this big old belly and it's like oh what <laughs> what's going on <laughs> where am i who are you but it's very romantic i like that movie a lot i watch it pretty frequently yeah the end of that one really gets me teary-eyed <laughs> that's the mark of a good one right is if it can make you uh make you a little like choked up or just like yep yeah, all right i get it yep yeah, all right <laughs> true that, that is a good one. Typically, Adam Sandler isn't top on my romantic movies, but... <laughs> yeah, but he tries, but that, though. Yeah. He's got a bunch of ones that are like, you know, uh, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? There's like uh, Big Daddy. Wedding Singer. And... Yeah, Wedding Singer. I mean, there's there it is. There's the other one with Drew Barrymore. Like, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, so he tries. I mean, he does what he does. Very true. <laughs> what do you got for number two? So my number two would have to be, and God, I I watch this one at least annually, if not more often than that. <laughs> it's the 2010 film Leap Year with Amy Adams and less known Matthew Good, but it's also got Adam Scott and John Lithgow in it, where... Essentially, there's a, tradi- a tradition in Ireland where if your man hasn't proposed to you, you can propose to him on a leap year, on leap day, and it's common practice, or so the legend goes. <laughs> so, in this movie, Amy Adams is isn't with a longtime boyfriend, Adam Scott, and wants to get married, and is waiting for him to pop the question. And in this movie, Amy Adams is also an interior designer, so it makes sense that I really love this one. (laughs) But, so, Adam Scott plays a doctor, and they're trying to get into this really high-end apartment, and he flies off for a medical conference in Ireland, and instead of popping the question like she thinks he's going to do over dinner, he gives her earrings. So she gets all in her head and decides, I'm going to fly to Ireland and I'm going to propose to him. And essentially ends up having Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it will. To the really. fact that she has the hardest time just making it to Ireland. <laughs> only, where, only to encounter this pub owner slash bed and breakfast owner named Declan who essentially she has to convince her convince him to take her to Dublin to meet up with her hopefully to be fiance Mm -hmm. where it ends up being this great ride of them getting to know each other and pushing each other's buttons oh it's oh I love that movie it's it's fantastic and it also there's so much humor (laughs) <laughs> Lots of humor and the backdrop of Ireland. It's gorgeous to watch once they get to Ireland. You're just like, all right. And then you got all the Irish, you know, whether they're good accents or not, I don't know, but I enjoy <laughs> hearing them one way or another. It's it's a fun movie. What what about Louie? Where's Louie? Toss him in the grand toss him in the wash, he'll be grand. <laughs> in response to a Louis Vuitton <laughs> luggage bag. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and 
it's good. It's it's a solid if you like. Well, even if you don't, check it out because it's a fun romantic, romantic movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a it's a good feel good. Feel good one. Yeah. Not right. too much tears. <laughs> you ready for this? Yes. My number one. This one, pretty recent, right? 2016. Huge marketing campaign behind this one. Pushing for it to be released. Valentine's. Right? Valentine's weekend. We're going with Deadpool. Best movie of 2016. (laughs) Deadpool. The best romantic comedy of all times. This guy, known as, uh, you know, stars... I should get this out of the way. Ryan Reynolds. You may or may not know him. Hopefully you do. If not, not a big deal. Uh, He plays this character called Wade Wilson. And, uh, you know, he's a mercenary. And this is what he does for a living. And he falls in love with a prostitute, you know, as one does. (laughs) Named, uh, played by uh, Marina uh, Baccarin. I don't know if I pronounced that right. They fall madly in love to the point that they celebrate every holiday you know calendar girl that song's fantastic (laughs) and let me just say happy happy women's day um it's got it's 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 a solid film well wade realizes he has testicular cancer and oh you know doom and gloom so he goes and finds a treatment and basically what happens is he gets turned into a mutant with an unbelievable super healing power so you know he's trying to better himself so that way he can eventually get back to vanessa and that's kind of the story of it that's deadpool the best romantic comedy of all time that that is a pretty good movie (laughs) i don't know if i would necessarily necessarily lump it into a to a romantic movie but i can see where you're coming from because there is a very that is a key plot line to it but there's a lot of violence and nudity <laughs> to get along yes there's nudity but nudity doesn't always equate to romance <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's true but you know everything he does is to is to get get back to her so i mean that alone is kind of the that's that's the line for me that's like, oh, what what's more romantic than that, you know? <laughs> I do like that movie a lot. Me too. <laughs> you know I put that one on too much, probably. Very true. Alright, here we go, number one. Alright, my number one. So my number one... I always have to have a box mm. of tissues. <laughs> I understand. Oh, yeah. I can almost go through an entire box in one in one time watching it. But I'm going to go with the 2007 P.S. I Love You. Oof. With, with quite the cast. It's got Gerard Butler, Hilary Swank, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Harry Connick Jr., Lisa Kudrow, Kathy Bates... Good lord. <laughs> it goes on and on. It so good. Ridiculous. But so in this movie, Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank are a happy couple 
madly in love. And they, they have plans for grandeur going down the lines, but they, they essentially met in Ireland when she was out on a trip for school, which is when she fell in love with him. And they have all these plans, and thing, things unfortunately go south after he gets very sick and passes away. And she starts receiving letters from her dead husband, essentially telling her to take care of herself and, hey, do yourself a favor, go buy that lamp that you need for your side of the bed. Essentially, he, he's essentially trying to walk her through the grieving process. Mm -hmm. And along those lines, it takes you cool. on that road where it just hits you in the gut. It's like, okay, you're going to feel this with me. <laughs> That's the brilliance of the movie right there, is it does make you feel like you're going through it with her. Good times, bad times, the highs, the lows. Yeah. Hits you right in the dick. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Though I will say the plus side is is you actually get to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Entire backside. <laughs> Try being that guy going to Denver Comic Con, and your wife says, hey, can you get his autograph? And of course, being the loving husband that I am, I say anything for you. So I take P.S. I love you to get it signed by the man himself. And he's like, P.S. I love He gives me a look, and I'm like, things we do for our, our women, right? <laughs> It is a very powerful movie. Did, didn't his like agent or whoever was there look at him and go, "Were you in this movie?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a very small role, but Tiff loves that, and oh. we'll watch it on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that that part's just too great because it turns out that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was essentially Gerard Butler's close friend mm -hmm. growing up. So the fact that she Ends up having a unplanned tryst with him is is just it's just perfect because it's kind of the oh you have a husband that died tell me about him because she clearly seems like she needs a little emotional only to come to find out that <laughs> that was your friend serendipity right there right <laughs> yeah it's boy that's. Oh. That's probably the heaviest one out of the, all the movies on both of our list of just like one that'll hit you in the heart and then kind of lift you out of it just to plunge you back in. Like, uh. yeah, but it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Granted, I love Gerard Butler; he's one of my favorites. I will watch anything that he's in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> For coming on this thing, I know it's awkward, weird, you know. It's just new. Yeah. Get rid of the kids and look what we're able to do. <laughs> Re record a whole podcast. 
have an uninterrupted conversation. Hey, and it's not about like, uh, what are we? What are we doing for dinner? What are we doing for dinner? <laughs> what do the kids need? Yeah. Hmm. This has been nice, but thank you for being on. <laughs> Though I have to say, the funny part, in which you'll probably see on the podcast Facebook page, but we went to see. The notebook. <laughs> the notebook this evening, and uh, what I would have given to see the other people's faces, because they got we got to the point in the movie <laughs> where Ryan Gosling starts the, "What do you want? Tell me what you want." And and this husband of mine starts laughing uncontrollably, like he's losing his shit. And <laughs> it continues on from that scene where she's driving, crying, and about to hit a car head on. And he's still using shit laughing in the theater, trying to gain control of himself. <laughs> I'd never seen the movie before until now. And I didn't realize that scene was in there, but I'd seen the meme of like, what do you... What do you want? What do you want? I just wanted him to finish it with, for dinner. Because <laughs> we've had conversations like that. But yes. This is where we're going to close out. Thank you again for being on here. Thanks for having me. And we'll do it again sometime. Sounds good. Good night. Good night, everybody. So, we hope you enjoyed what you just heard. <laughs> it is My weird God, to do a what break. a laugh riot. Those people are in love. Like, those, so much love. It's almost, it's almost too much for my ears to handle that was so much love. Did you say it's, it's like, a laugh riot? Would I? I don't know if I would say that. No, did, is I that mean, what you just said? Oh, I might have. I don't know. Oh. I was just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> um so so much love you know we really are gonna laugh love and live you know what i'm saying yeah oh god damn it <laughs> we we barely got to 25 we didn't even talk about that this is our 25th episode holy god uh, a day of love because we both love this podcast we love doing it it's enjoyable god, it's, and it's so much we got to bring our other halves our better halves in to enjoy Truly. the thing they allow us to do every week Amongst I couldn't the other things. I could yeah, I couldn't put into words the amount of how much better half Tiff is. Like I tell her that all the time. Like, you are the better half. It's a good thing you're the parent to our kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, if but, I had kids, because I know she's gonna listen to this, you would be the no, I would be the better parent. I, Daisy, <laughs> I, Daisy is a disciplinarian, and, and I would be a pushover, a hundred percent. Not saying that she would beat the kids; I would beat the kids, because that's how my parents did to me. Look how I turned out, fucking awesome, <laughs> well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, we have our days, but yeah, um, again, awesome. It's cool. I, you know, we're glad to do the podcast and to be able to bring in, you know. The love of our lives to enjoy it with yeah. us and kind of talk uh 
and be a part of the thing that you know we care about. So it, it's a cool experience, and I'm glad that it got to happen. Yeah, with without them, we wouldn't, or at least for me, and it might be the same for you. Like we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. Oh like, no, I'd probably be in jail. They... <laughs> like, I mean, if we're gonna be honest, like there's a good chance I would have ended up with jail. <laughs> Not for anything crazy. It would have probably been for vandalism or theft. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it, it really is surprising to me how much I calmed down after Daisy. Because at the time of her and I first getting together, I don't know how she dealt with me. You know, we're kind of opposite opposites when it comes to like when up the sits a check. Yeah. Hey, you want me to tell you? I'll tell you. Like, there's some there's some opposites between her and I. But for some reason, lucky for me, it worked. So, all the love to the girls. We appreciate them being on. Uh, but we are gonna get out of this love induced grossness that we've been in it's a love uh, coma i love the coma i love you until you never wake up again love coma (laughs) all right we gotta go to bed Uh, as always you can find me at retro nomapod across the board now twitch instagram and facebook uh i stream to the last two of those uh instagram for some of the collection stuff and any of those you can DM. You guys can also get a hold of us at the Retronomicon Podcast at gmail.com. Um, as well as our Facebook, I don't want to call it a fan page yet, but with y'all's help, it will become that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where can they find you at, brother? Uh serial kilter on most of the socials. Uh like Toby said, Facebook is kind of the best place to get us. Feel free to reach out and touch us. I mean, reach out and talk to us because we'll know, do a lot for money. Or just say hi and you know that works too. Who knows what'll come of it? I'm easily pleased. Yeah, dude, this podcast alone, that's all we need. You add some listeners to it and they're like, give us feedback and or just the howdy doody and I got listeners, I got my podcast, I got my right hand. Man, wait. Well, my name is... (laughs) Your internet cut out, and all I heard was, my name is... (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, well, let's get out of here. That's a joke Uh, for next week. Weird question of the week. Weird question of the week, ready? Ooh, how's it feel being interrupted? Our shadows. (laughs) What? I'm not used to this. Now I know how Toby feels. Uh, are shadows afraid of the dark? Mm. Join us. Oh, and that's not how we end it. I've, I'm having a real brain fart. Thanks again Thank- for tuning in, everybody. Yes. Thank you we'll see for you listening next- to the Retronomapod. <laughs> we'll catch you all next week. <laughs> Good night. I'm going to get it one of these days. Thank you.